DJ, drop a beat. Not another podcast. 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 Those people are the freaks, man. They're hookers, so it's fine. James. Meth is a hell of a drug. Okay, bitch, it's on. Price. You know what really grinds my gears? I bet they're Brazilianaires. Samantha. Get out now or sting, get weaved. When we're really <laughs> desperate, we put our hands underneath his balls. Big Jim. I know my way around a joke. Been shaving your own pubic hair for years? No, I've just been collecting it. I'm not weird. Danny. Don't want to sound like a dick or nothing. Had an expansive bookmark collection. What the hell is wrong with you people? Not another podcast. Remember, same Get team, them. Farva. Get them gains. Ooh. Okay, that those kind of gains, yes. <laughs> Ethan racks. The fuck kind of gains were you talking about, Jim? <laughs> what kind of gains are usually the ones that get guys in trouble when referring to those gains of women? You need to get your mind out of the gutter, you sick perv, or you're going to be hanging out with um, fucking Weinstein. Oh, on that island? Yeah. yeah. That's Epstein. No, not Epstein. Weinstein. He's at, he, yeah, he's at the bar. Epstein <laughs> bar? It's just, it's just going to be you and Weinstein, and he's going to be telling you about all the horrible things he's done, and you're going to have to listen to it. Biggie and Tupac. That's you. You wish for Biggie and Tupac. I mean, I kind of do. Yeah, I'd rather them than Weinstein and Epstein. That's You're just going to be with all the Steens. All the Steens. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Willig. I don't know. It's kind of German, actually. I don't know if I should be, you know, in this area. Exactly. We'll call it Willigstein. Willig. Ooh. Yes, Willigstein, very nice to see you. I don't know what accent that was. It was like weird German Nazi. It was Germanic. Yeah. In nature. (laughs) So, Jim, you saw a movie. Tell us about it. Oh, my God. I'm excited. So, okay. Friday, I get the squid. You know, I'm excited. I got um, trying to plan what we're going to do for the weekend. And uh, I go to see what movies are in the theaters. And I see this mm-hmm. one. Theaters. That I had. Yeah. You know, they, they do still exist. They're not what? as once. Yeah. At least once here in, in Lancaster, I can go to. We can actually go to the theaters and such. You have to lick the doorknobs, though. There's no handles oh. anymore. Yeah. You have to. They sprinkle sugar on all the handles and you have to lick them open. It's really weird. And you have to sit uh, like in someone else's lap. Like there's only one seat. In the whole room. It's weird in Lancaster. Jim, you might be going to adult theaters. Hmm. Are the floors uh, sticky? Well, I mean, that's true of any theater. That's true. That is true. uh, (laughs) So, no, we we go. We get some pre-movie candy. You know, we get our, uh, you know, whole thing on. The movie was called The Wolf and the Lion. And I looked and I saw the poster. The poster looked like it was, you know, it looked like it might be decent. It's really just this woman you know, who's just got this look of, you know, wonderment and awe as like this like wolf and this lion are right there in front of her. And I just got to read the description, right? And it's it sounds, you know, bland enough, but with some, you know, some cool animals that Squiddle will like it and I'll just sit there and, you know, it, it can't be that bad. Fuck, <laughs> I was wrong. Oh, my Famous God. last words. So, okay, we get in there, we sit down, movie starts, right? Now... How a lion and a wolf, those aren't in the same kind of climate normally. They're not in the same environment normally. I'd say normally. Not typically, no. 
Is there a witch in a wardrobe too? No, no that would have been awesome. You know, or some high grade pharmaceuticals, but nothing. Uh, I so the movie starts, and they're still running the opening credits, and they have a graphic scene where in which we learn how the lion cub came to be an orphan, right? At least with Bambi, there was a lead up, right? There's some sunny mornings, some sweet violin music, a butterfly, right, lands on his nose, and it's kind of adorable. And shit like that. And Bambi's mom warns about the day. No. Literally, there's a flash of credits. Flash to a guy loading a high-powered rifle with a very large round. Flash to credits. Guy taking aim. Flashback to credits. There's a lion in the crosshairs. I'm like, we're not going to cut back. Gunshot. Cut back to the uh, now lone lion cub being put into a crate. Uh, she's been uh, taken by poachers, which that much is easy to assume. Now, like all poachers, they're circus folk, right? Because they take the lion and just put it in a wooden crate just marked circus. Not any specific circus or any location, just a generic box marked circus. And I guess they're, they're somewhere in Africa where they, they pick up the cub. They put it in a single-engine Cessna, like from the show Wings. Like, there's no fucking way that thing is going to be able to puddle jump all the way back to the States. Well, somehow it's flying in some vague Pacific Northwesting area. Hits a storm. Tiny little tiger cub is kind of scared. It's getting jostled in the turbulence. There's a plane crash. Now, we cut back to the side uh, plot, which is this young woman who's uh, either, like, 19 or 35. We don't ever fucking know. She's wearing some uniform, which I'm like, is she supposed to be in fucking high school? Because this is, like, straight Donna Martin graduates territory. There's no way that this woman looks like this is some kind of a high school. But she's trained for some kind of a musical recital. She's playing the piano. And uh, this is a funny part where, at the beginning, she's, like, you know, working on it, and her coach stops her. He's like, you're doing your... There's nothing more for you to practice. You know, it sounds great. She's like, I can't have it just sound great. It has to be perfect. I've been training for years. And I just couldn't help myself because I'm a loudmouth, obnoxious twat. Like, that's because you're 35. (laughs) Your daughter's like, God damn it, dad. (laughs) She's laughing because she's like, yeah, it's totally Dad's got a point. (laughs) And so she gets word that her grandpa, who apparently was her, I guess, only parent, no mention at all of mom or dad. It's just, oh, yeah, grandpa. She was like, you know, his, her only um, uh, loved one or whatever. He lived on this island, which I guess he just kind of fucking owned, right? Somewhere on this river. Don't know where the fucking river is. But she gets word that her grandpa died. She gets there, and he left her, like, this little video will. And it's like, oh, I'm sorry I didn't reach out more. You were so wrapped up in your musical stuffs and I didn't want to interrupt you. So I've been living here on this island and I just want to let you know that I found a new woman, right? And you start thinking like, oh, is he like, you know, is he dating again? Maybe that's, you know, kind of a nice, <laughs> sweet little love story, you know, that this now dead grandpa is leaving for his granddaughter. Like, I got some strange before I went. It was marvelous. <laughs> oh, she had a tongue like a Brazilian. I don't know what that means. So... I don't know, but I really want to see this movie now. He's no, you don't, because he's like it, you. It very quickly, you find out that he's referring to this uh, um, uh, she wolf, 
that's how they refer to she wolf the whole time. Now I'm sure that's the technically right term, but as a child of the eighties, I hear she wolf and I'm like, where this is the, the much coveted, but never uh, achieved female sequel to teen wolf. There should have been a she wolf, right? But whatever, I digress. My mm-hmm. sexual uh, discoveries as a young boy are, are, aren't important here. So <laughs> he's like, oh, I found the she-wolf and she's magnificent. She she comes to the island or whatever, and she's been raising her cubs here. So now that I'm gone, just kind of look after her, right? And okay, there's this beautiful piano on the deck that's all like covered in, you know, this glass or whatever. And so she's playing the piano on the river one night. There's a storm, plane crashes. She's like, oh, a, a little plane crashed on my island. Doesn't call the authorities, because why the fuck would you? Just decides to go for a walk and check things out. People are dead, lady. This plane went down on your island. This blood is on your hands, dude. Sounds like a white person. Yeah. Oh, she totally. Oh, my God. Like a brunette Karen. Like a baron. Baroness, maybe. So she's walking. on an island. Bernadette. She comes across it and looks around. This literal flaming wreckage. So there's at least one dead body, the pilot, somewhere amongst all this. Again, doesn't seem like she's too phased until a tiger cub who had somehow gotten out of its crate and during the crash landed in an eagle's nest. I am not making this shit up. And the eagle's nest was about, I don't know, 12 feet off the ground because he falls out of the nest literally into her arms and into her heart. And she's like, oh, Uh, you're a wild animal that's totally not supposed to fucking be here, but you're mine now. Because I guess, (laughs) you know, all these charred corpses are going to claim you. So she takes the cub back to her, like, new... Jim, I think you just stumbled on why she didn't call the authorities. (laughs) Why is that? Because anything she finds, she gets to keep. If she calls the authorities, they might take it away. I'm going to get the tiger cub all taken care of. I'm going to go back and look for keys of cocaine. You don't know. They were carrying a tiger cub. Who knows well, what else was in that wreckage? She like uh, apparently the one thing she loves more than psychotically uh, practicing the same piece of music uh, is she like fanatically loves animals because uh, you would think there would be like a love angle that they would almost always have to shoehorn in here. Nope, didn't even bother to put that kind of fucking effort into it. There are these two chodes that show up. That are like uh, looking, uh, they're tracking the movements of various animals. Like they tranquilize the she-wolf and they put a tracker on her so they can kind of, you know, check her movements and everything else. She, like Three's company, uh, misinterprets their purpose there and just treats them like poachers. And he's like, no, we're from a wildlife preserve and we're here to try and help keep them. Ah, Get off my island, blah, 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 blah. She runs them off. You know, the charred corpses are mine. Never mind the barbecue smell. So she's now got this tiger cub that she brings back to her deck. And like within the five minutes that she gets home in through the door comes trotting the the, the stark white she wolf carrying her little like, I guess, sick uh, wolf cub in her mouth. But the camera couldn't quite capture her at like a slow enough frame rate. So you just saw her kind of running really fast with something in her mouth. And Erica, this was her turn to heckle. She yells out, she's like, it's got a dead raccoon in its mouth. (laughs) (laughs) 
like father, like daughter. You are and teaching like, her so mm. well. Yeah, that that room full of no fucking people were really upset with our. <laughs> there was one other couple, a couple of rows ahead of us, but honestly, um, if they were there for entertainment. They're so vanilla, they wouldn't ever be like, uh, would you guys keep it down, please? Your hilarious comments are ruining the non-plot we're be paid to see. <laughs> so I'm like, no, sweetheart, it's not a dead raccoon, though. That instantly took my brain down an arterial, or I'm like, that could make this movie really fucking interesting. <laughs> right? Rabid raccoon, it gets into the she-wolf. She's now attacking the family. The tiger cub's too small to, to defend it just yet. I don't know. So... It, within the span of like, I don't know, 20 minutes, she goes from having no pets to having two woefully illegal wild animals just living in her fucking house. And so the, the she-wolf is still, I guess, has like some milk or whatever. So she lays down and the, the wolf cub is like kind of nursing. And then the, the, the lion cub's like, hey, I used to have a mom. And it comes like trotting over with his big dumb head. And he's just like, ooh, that looks yummy. And starts like mowing down with his big dumb cat head. And so, for a fortnight, they were just suckling. <laughs> and so, it's a long callback. <laughs> so she's it, she's good, just keeps them in her house while she is rehearsing for this big recital, this big audition. And it turns out it's an audition to get a part in the L.A. Philharmonic. This is the thing she's been dreaming of her whole life, and she's been reciting or uh, uh, rehearsing for blah 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 blah. So she's like, she packs up her stuff. You know, there's this cute little montage with the cub and the wolf and they're, or the lion and the wolf and they're like playing and like, oh, you're, you got to the blender or whatever. Or, you know, who's, whose carcass is this? You know, kind of little fun, fun stuff. But then she starts packing up her, her, her duffel bag and she's like, okay, I'm going to go to this recital now. You guys be careful and don't wreck the house while I'm gone. And then just straight leaves them in her home. These wild freaking animals. No one else is in the home. The only other one is dead under mysterious circumstances. Never really discuss how he died or where 41% of his carcass went. So she goes, does the they recital. They do use every bit of it. <laughs> well, they should. So she goes to the recital. She crushes it, right? It's amazing. She gets the offer of a lifetime. To be a part of the L.A. Philharmonic, the thing she's wanted her whole life. Oh, my God. There's so much non-drama over this. <laughs> she's like, yeah, I'll pass and decides to not do the thing that she wanted to and decides I'm going to have way more fun somehow living off of no money on this island my grandpa owned with my plane wreckage and my two wild fucking animals. This sounds like a sequel to Tiger King, but that would at least be entertaining. This was like Milo and Otis if, you know, the cat was so freaking mm. like, like three times larger than the wolf. And so they show like a montage again to show the advancement of times are getting older. The wolf gets to about like wolf size and the lion gets fucking like mid lion size. Not quite full lion, not quite lion but like, you know, between Wiley Kitten Cat and Tigra, somewhere in there. <laughs> Just for a size comparison. So I'm sure you guys are like, Okay, that makes total sense. But at least that's tracking. Again, trying to put some flavor in this fucking like vanilla rice cake of a goddamn cinematic stroke. Well, vanilla would be too much flavor for a rice cake. <laughs> so they have True. to kick up some kind of uh, uh, um, 
some kind of antagonist at this point to uh, to to move some kind of a plot along. And so the river, everybody on the river, just like they 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 travel by motorboats. So this big motorboat comes up and it's the wildlife uh, uh, wildlife rangers uh, and the wild animal you know police or whatever. And uh, there's like this one interaction with uh, the 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 lady with the wild animals, like her godfather who's still alive, and one of the wildlife ranger ladies who apparently they dated and it didn't go well. And there's supposed to be like this like uh, bitter resentment, funny banter, but it just comes off as like awkward. Like you know how when you're you see that in real life and you kind of want to laugh because it's really fucking funny, but you're kind of stuck in the situation too. So it's like, okay, haha, that's kind of funny, whatever. She's like, look, uh, we got word that a plane crashed. Did you see anything? And she totally straight lies to the cops and says no. Right? Because she knows if she says yes, and they're all going to come and totally take her wild fucking animals away. Like they should. Like the laws of nature should. Because I'm like, how A, um, how is she surviving, like, you know, on this island by herself? Not to say that she couldn't, you know, because she's got the house and everything else. But you have to have like a generator and make sure the fresh water's gone. Like you got to have a lot to do to be able to live that far, not quite off the grid, but like in a dark corner. Um, and they kept showing her like making lunch for the animals, and I'd be like, you know, chopping up big pieces of meat. I'm like, there's not like a, a steak bush that she's yanking those off of. You got to get that food from somewhere. Where's that money coming from? Again, no explanation of that whatsoever. Uh, she just has like a, a card that says privilege, and she just kind of waves it at her problems. <laughs> so, Polly, probably privilege is what we'll call her. Polly uh, is get, it's getting harder and harder for her to keep the uh, the Rangers from you know looking for the charred remains of the pilot that died, and so finally. They get on the island. They discover that the animals are there, and now the 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 owner of the circus. There's like this other subplot. They get the they get the lion. They bring him in and like question uh, him out. under the light. Well, she opened up the the phone book and it's just at circus and there was a phone number and so she <laughs> called that number and some rando dude shows up and he's an asshole and he's got a son though that like loves animals. And like as the lion is being tranked and kind of soothed, he's playing it like classical music, classical piano music, because there's like zero suspension of disbelief. Do it's I hear a love story? <laughs> well, yeah, the kid eventually helps the lion. Like the whole thing is happening. And I'm like telling Erica, I'm like, OK, here's what's going to happen. These two are going to have a little disagreement that's like totally stupid. It could easily be explained, but they're going to go off in a huff and not talk for a while. And things are going to happen. They're going to come back together. The kid's going to help the lion escape. And then somehow they're all going to get back on the island. And she's like, okay. And then literally all those things happened in that order. <laughs> and so, like, at the end, the, the cops are swarming to get the animals. And she's trying to run with the wolf and the lion to the, uh, to the river, uh, right? Because that's how you're going to escape off your island with your wild fuck animals. No, and then no, she just becomes a wolf. <gasps> Again, so much better of a movie. <laughs> but no, none of those things happen. Uh, the lion gets separated at one point and you hear gunshots and you're like, oh my God, they totally killed that lion. And I'm like, no, I know they didn't because at least that would be interesting and sure a fuck enough. Two minutes later, 
come trotting up out of the smoldering wreckage because I guess it killed all the. Uh... <laughs> I bet you those those the shots were the few like uh, uh, rangers that managed to get a shot off before they were torn to ribbons by this wild animal. The biggest thing that the only reason why it became a deal was because um, she got into an argument with some people that she was kicking off of her island and she was running down a hill. She tripped and she hits her head on a rock and knocks herself out. And so the animals like like stay stay with her because it's so cold to keep her alive. But somebody comes by and sees it and they think that, you know, she's been killed and the animals are hurting her or whatever. She wakes up in the hospital, and that's when the animals were gone or taken or whatever. And she's like, no, the animals saved my life. And I'm like, oh, my God, I paid money for this garbage. <laughs> <laughs> They've been taken. So, yeah. And then Liam Neeson was, shows up. Yeah. I think it was based on a true story, but honestly, I didn't give that much of a fuck, you know, at that point. I'm like, we need to go. This movie was trash. She's like, I thought it was nice. I'm like, well, you were six, and you will <laughs> Dad loved Willow once upon a time. Yeah, guess what? The harsh reality of life came by and just ground that love right out of it. You know what movie I couldn't help but think of when you're describing this one is Free Willy. Mm. Uh, You know, I didn't see Free Willy. Oh, I loved Free Willy when I was a kid. How did he how did he come to befriend? This this killer whale like was it the the whale running from the cops and like hid in his pool? Is it, don't say anything, kid. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly it. Exactly, you it? got it. I thought you, like, I you hadn't it. seen it. <laughs> it's like I'm watching the movie right now. The parents are like, "Hey, uh, Sam, who's that in the in the 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 the, the pool? The, the 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 big guy? Oh, that's that's Willie. He's uh he's the new kid, right? And it's like a kind of like a weekend at Bernie's meets you know, a, a Herzog documentary. <laughs> and you see the veils like moshing to their deaths. Yeah. <laughs> so how did he become friends with the whale? Was it like... So, yeah, he um, he's a troubled kid, troubled youth, and he mm. uh, is in a foster home. A, okay, I thought he ran with a bunch of aquatic... They'd be like him, a killer whale, <laughs> a vulture... <laughs> Yeah, he's in the street gang, the street gang known as the Orcus. There you go. Noah's Orcus. Noah's Orcus. Yeah, so he was sent to go work at, you know, the local. It doesn't he like get in trouble? Like he breaks into a school or some bullshit. And yeah, he. So he gets community service. Of all the yeah. places to break into, you break into school. <laughs> well, like him and his friends were ste- like stealing no, no, no. food yeah, from places broke into from the, the place that he ended up. Yeah, working at. Yeah. Um, so he breaks into the aquarium. Yes, aquarium. Thank you. That's what I was looking for because it's for all intents and purposes, it's Sea World. Fish jail. So yeah, and yeah. Uh, then he starts supermax for come on families life. down to fish jail. <laughs> <laughs> See the wonders of the ocean captured and soulless for your entertainment. <laughs> Many of them in solitary confinement. Come on down. Jeez. <laughs> Want to see some spirit breaking depression? Let's go. So, okay, so it's one of those where it's like trying to turn a bad kid around, and he's mm-hmm. just like, "You don't know me." And the fish is like, "Bro, I totally know you." And he's like, oh, "You can talk." <laughs> uh, he's like, "I got to get you out of here." I so wait, I he, swear they do. Yeah, you hadn't seen the movie. They get, man. They got to get him out of there. So he commits another crime, besides well, uh, grand theft aquatic. 
But he actually Aquatica. gets members of the aquarium to help him. Yes, but remember there was a nefarious and group that was going to come steal the orca. And so they had to steal him first and set him free. And then, like, he does the motion for, like, jump, and then he f- jumps out into the ocean to back to his family. But, like, to be able to get over that, I just try to think, like, you know, cra- uh, uh, like, ha- that water had to be mad deep for him to be able to swim up and out of the water. And well, then you over. forgot the best Well, they got him out of there. Yeah. Val Kilmer shows up as Mad Mardigan, and he rides the whale. <laughs> the, the witch turns the whale into a mouse and then they take it to the ocean and then once it gets wet they just yeet the mouse into the ocean like once it touches water but like a, a vulture the vulture comes by and snags it out of the air instead yeah the, the kid's trying to become this powerful sorcerer so <laughs> they throw the mouse into the ocean and like Wait, you, you did you say the words yet? Yeah, to cast the spell. I said them basically. Klaatu of Rata ne- uh, <laughs> uh, Necro wafers. Uh, <laughs> and the Necronomicon opens and swallows the whale and the aquarium whole. Yep. And then <laughs> all Sea Worlds went with it. Just <laughs> you bringing up uh, Free Willy brought something to my head, uh, and that's something that I don't post- free your Willy. No, do it, Jim. <laughs> We will get so One many to beam in. Uh, No, um, because it is now 2022 um, for, you know, all of us that are, you know, registering time. <laughs> the, uh, the movies that we grew up with that were kind of cheesy and campy, a lot of them have kind of fallen into obscurity. And that now like, I've, I've realized more and more like you hang out with you know younger people. If you make a reference to like, I don't I never saw that movie. Oh my what gosh! Are some I know movies that you can think of that you are major fans of have great theories on, but if you mention them today, you get looked at like you. I'm going like to if you, you try to describe the movie, they'd be like, "There's no way." Look, this movie I'm going to give you a prime example, and Samantha was there for this. Oh when my we gosh! In, when we were in Montana, we went oh, out to a bar one night. Like everyone at the station, well, all the mm-hmm. cool people at the station, which was like three of us. Yeah. And we were joking back and forth because we had a running theory that one of our morning guys may or may not have a, a, a taxidermy hobby. And we made references to Silence of the Lambs. And both bartenders had no clue what we were talking about. And this was circa... This was like, what, 2011? 12. Yeah. That is tragic. Oh, and we, tragic. we all got up yeah, from the bar and went to a table. It's like, we can't even be around you. Like, I Just stared at him like, are you, are you serious? <laughs> you know what? No, you ladies go home, watch the movie. We'll close the bar. We'll do that. We'll do that for you because you need this education. It, it stunned all of oh, us. We're like, God. how? How can How? And he was talking about like, oh, I'm such a big movie guy, and we were like, yeah, it's like, and, and then we, we, and, what are you? Are you? Are you really? Really? Don't think you are. <laughs> well, especially because yeah, horror I fans watched that, and I was like, I was mesmerized, like I was the first time I watched it. The music, the cinematography, everything, uh, everything just, about that movie is is great. gorgeous, and but it's, it's, got, just, it's I mean, disturbing. And yeah, it's, it, oh, not it's only so that, it's like so many of the lines are part of the zeitgeist now. They're they're mm-hmm. in popular culture. So even the, even the lines we were quoting, they were like, "Nope, 
Don't get it. And you're like, okay, you're pod people. We need to get the fuck out of this town now. I think the one that hurt me the most, because it is so beloved by so many people of all genres, is when I made a reference to the Princess Bride. And someone Uh, looked at me like... You'd grown another head. Yeah, i like grown another head. And I'm like, you know... (laughs) No. The Princess Bride, and they're like, I, I don't know. And I was like, I just turned and walked away. I didn't yeah. have, I, there's we nothing you can friends. do. We can't even, I was, I was even like, I, you need to leave. <laughs> I was like, I am disappointed. I, I was sad. You in school, because right? clearly like, it wasn't the important shit. I just couldn't. And every now and then, um, like, uh, the labyrinth will get blank stares. And I, I guess I can understand that one a little more because if you didn't grow up yeah, with labyrinth's it, it's a little. As great as it is, it's a little lesser known. But Princess yeah. Bride, there's no excuse. Yeah, right. But uh, the, yeah, the labyrinth will get will get me some blank stares. Um, uh, Hatchet will get me some blank stares. But that's that one's not really that well known. Never mind. Tragically, fucking I know. Kane Hodder's finest work. <laughs> I binged that entire. I was I was sick. Uh, I wasn't I wasn't feeling very good, and I binged all the movies in one day. Oh yeah, it was guys, awesome. You, have you guys ever met someone who has not seen a single Star Wars movie? Uh, yes. And, uh, well, not no, that I they have. saw Star Wars, but uh, they didn't. They never saw any of the Rockies, and that's what floored me. Don Frost has never seen a Rocky, right? I have a that's hoodie right up his alley. that says How like Rocky. Oh my god, that's one of my favorite franchises. Oh. For, for all of his other randomness that, that just kind sad. of dovetail perfectly with my, like, you know, the American Ninja 2 and, uh, you know, all just like the, the random Stallone movies, like Stop or My Mom Will Shoot, like all of those lesser known jewels uh, he was aware of, but I'm like, how did you not, it's only by accident, like you're stuck in an airport or a yeah. car. <laughs> And it's just on TV, and you're just forced to watch it because your legs don't work. Oh, Double Dragon is another one that I get blank stares on. (laughs) (laughs) I loved that movie. My brother and I used to always do the like little their their fist and hand like high five. So that's what Mark Mark Dacascus as one uh, Bimmy or Timmy. I'm not quite sure. Uh, for going by actual video game lore, because there was, uh, <laughs> they they fucked the names up, but um no yeah and Scott Wolf, martial arts extraordinaire uh-huh. master and Alyssa no. Milano. N- yep, nineteen ninety four. Like suit, like right around Robert Patrick was in it. Oh yeah, as oh who looks like someone from one of my tragically. Uh, unironically loved movies cool as ice uh going back to my deep love of vanilla ice for a hot minute uh i loved watching that movie because i was like this is so bizarre and if you rewatch that movie if only if the riff tracks version because you can watch that on uh, for free on tubi the there's so much weird bat shit like uh uh randomness that goes on in that movie that is it's filler because the plot is so fucking thin, but at least that randomness was more entertaining than fucking Wolf and the Lion. God damn it. 
If I ever find the director of that movie, I'm kicking her dick. So in. there's a, a there's writer a, of that movie. Uh, there's a gal on on YouTube. I believe she's Canadian. Uh, her channel's called Popcorn in Bed, and she reacts to movies that we all know and love, but mm. she's never seen them. She's never seen them because growing up, she only watched like Disney movies and rom coms because she. Uh, loves happy endings and love stories. So Aww. it is hysterical to watch her watch these movies. These uh, gut-wrenching sad movies? No, 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 no. Okay. Because she's she's kind of lived this self-sheltered life. When she watches horror movies, she watched Jaws, and it was hysterical because when she, like, when the shark jumps out, she throws I mean, she goes crazy because she doesn't do scary movies, so it's hysterical <laughs> to watch. But it's also That's fun awesome. to watch her watch these movies for the first time because it's like, oh, I remember when I watched it for the first time. Yeah. Um, but it's also at the same time, it's also kind of nerve wracking because it's like she's asking <laughs> questions about stuff. And you're like, well, if you just pay attention, they said that <laughs> half an hour ago. That's oh my gosh! That's that's like watching a movie with your significant other. You're just like, will you watch the movie? Just, yeah. Did you not just see what happened? But it was, right? it okay. was it was really great. She actually she rented out a theater just so she could watch Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh, uh, fun! She she wanted to watch that, and she didn't want to wait for it to be on video or something. So she actually rented out. A, so there she is. She's got she's in the theater and she's watching it, and she you know. On her Patreon, you can watch the whole thing, but on YouTube, you just she condenses them out down to about a half an hour or so, which is great. But dude, Jim, you'd love this. She watched all of Firefly and then Serenity. Oh, and it got so much attention that Jewel State actually reached out to her. Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I know Jewel State Josh became kinda, yeah. oh, Jewel State ahead. became a fan of hers because she was watching it, and she's like, she's like the biggest Kaylee fan. Well, um, I mean, so how can you not? But it was so great because she's watching it, and she's she's like vocalizing all the, you know, I hope they get together, and I hope this happens, and you're like. Knowing oh, what's going to happen, it's like, oh. 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 Your heart just breaks for this poor person. You're when like, you're going to be. <laughs> when she put out the serenity view, I had to watch it. And I'm just like, oh, I just want to, I just want to give you a hug because this is going to be bad. <laughs> I'm good. I love these types of channels. So I'm definitely going to be checking that out. Yeah. Pop that. <laughs> I highly recommend it. I've actually thought about uh, maybe getting her on just so we can go. Why? Why haven't you watched these movies? That's well, funny. I, I discovered a couple of people when I was living in Portland. Some of my friends uh, grew up Jehovah's Witnesses. So woefully I've learned a lot restricted about that life. Lately. And uh, yeah, it's it's scary. The, the mm -hmm. life of just like full on blackout of all these other elements of what we would consider common normal life. They're just like, yeah, I didn't have those. You didn't have a birthday mm -hmm. or, or Christmas or yep. cri oh, they don't celebrate any of that, but they celebrate their um, anniversaries of their like their wedding anniversaries are very important. Those are that that's the big celebration day. So you don't get shit until you get married. Yep, birthdays don't matter. The holidays because they don't that's celebrate why they all the same get type of holidays. 10, Jim. Was it, yeah. <laughs> no, that's polygamous fundamentalists. Fundy polygamists. Yeah. <laughs> oh, guys, I've been doing some deep diving those fuckers, and man, there's a religion that needs to be wiped from the face of the earth. 
Oh yeah. my, it's bad. I recently read a book. I know this is totally like off topic, but I, I read a book at, uh, last month. If you can get through it, highly recommend it. It's really disturbing, but it's called Sex Cult Nun. And it's about the children of God cult and i'm actually watching a documentary on it as well and i've seen that, do- that, i've seen docs on it before but is that the flirty fishing yes yes that's them Yo, that, that oh, is- i know exactly what and, you're talking um, about um uh-huh. god's love is like spreading love is like spreading sex and like people are having it, it all these cults all of them i i'm I'm toying yeah. with the notion of going back to school for sociology and, and specializing in cults uh, because I'm that interested in them. Um, but like all these cults, they all end up wanting to have sex with each other and children. It's just it, it's yeah. fucking it's disturbing. There's, down to there's two that I um, massive I just real quick massive trigger warning if you try to watch any of those movies because uh, oh or yeah any documentaries because. Yeah, it is some heavy shit that they do. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead, James. So there's um, there's two sects of this kind of like offshoot of the um, Mormon Church. Uh, mm-hmm. Apparently, the Mormon Church back in the day practiced polygamy pretty heavily, and then at some point they went, you know, we should maybe stop doing that. And then uh, there was a sect that kind of broke away, um, and then there was another one that. The one that I am really intrigued by is led by this guy named Warren Jeffs. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. dude, this guy is fucking sick. Now, they have a they own a town in Utah. Now, Warren Jeffs is actually in prison, and yet he still leads this yes. fucking community yeah. from prison. And the yeah. community is like boarded off. Like, yeah, from- he like does like fucking podcast sermons. Um. I um I'll I'll try and find it and send it to you guys. There's there's a couple of YouTube channels. Uh, one of them is videos from a TV show, and I want to say it was on Lifetime, but I may be wrong. Escaping polygamy. Yes. 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 It's, it's these, sad it's, that we watch all these. Things. Oh, the, <laughs> it's these. Yeah, it's ninety percent of who, my who escaped from it, and now they're helping yeah. other young women escape from it, and yeah. it's so weird to watch these these girls who've grown up in this stuff suddenly find themselves out in the world and suddenly they can they can wear jeans they can cut their hair they can like be human it's like oh my god um like how do you take someone from that sheltered and controlled environment and be like okay be free i don't know how i've never seen it yeah, I've, the, I've always wanted, but I've got like no idea they, how to function. They don't like go in and kidnap these these people. Reach out to them. They've like mm-hmm. kind of built almost like this agency that goes in. Like they get these emails or calls and stuff, and they go in and they meet with the people and they go, you know, okay, you know, they get the story. And it's like, okay, so this is something you like. They they never do anything against their will. But what's really interesting to me is the ones like. Like how fiercely this community will fight, and they'll they will they will go. Like if if they escape, they'll bring them back. Yeah, like, they try and like bring bounty hunters. And, and what's worse is that they basically they they move them up to like South or North Dakota to these compounds to mm-hmm. like rebrainwash them and get them married off like really quick so they can't leave. And the first question that I asked, and I know anyone that starts watching any of these documentaries about that fucked up place, 
you're thinking, well, where are the cops in all this? They own and, the cops in that town. Yeah. And they're like uh, like Rick Sanchez's uh, mortal enemy. Like, they control the cops. And what's really weird to me is, like, the government knows this is going on, and they're powerless to do anything about it. Um, the other one is actually based out of uh, Salt Lake City, if I'm not mistaken, and it's like the big one. It's like they, they've got like money and political leaders and stuff like this. It's crazy. And that's the one that the, the girls from Escaping Polygamy are part of. Mm-hmm. That one is is just as bad. But it's like, and it's it's funny too, because the, the there's like a hierarchy. It's like the first wife lives in the home with the husband, but the second wife gets like a lesser home. And the further down you are, it's like a tough like, shed and a dome. Yeah, <laughs> one of the, one of the, We're the just girls bury you on the, the dirt. show, like her mom, for the longest time was living in this this converted garage or this converted apartment above a garage with like eight children. And it's like falling apart. And the guy, the her husband would show up like once a month to, you know, get a lay in. And then and he never provided for the kids or anything. Mm-hmm. It was like, you know, but she's not allowed to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, maintain control. But then it's like these girls are like raised for this belief. And then like when they, you know, whenever the 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 spiritual leaders have the vision, then they're suddenly finding themselves in, you know, negotiations to be married and it's so weird because it's like the the guys basically like petitions like hey i saw this girl and i want to marry her and then the spiritual leader like okay i'll i'll meditate on it and, and he'll have a dream whether or not he wants them to get married or not it's so fucking twisted yeah it is i mean it's bizarre but i'm like and if, if you want to get married like at the mormon temple i think it is it's like astronomically expensive but it's supposed to come with like power and influence and all kinds of weird dumb shit well and that's Uh, that's the funny thing too like all the men have the power and they're all like vying for you know position in the church so it's like they're basically you know trying to get married to as many women as they can so they can pump out as many daughters as they can to offer up to help get them more power but the Warren Jeffs guy this guy is fucked up like yes, he is. There was audio released of him. <laughs> the girl who he ended up going to prison for was like twelve years old, and there's audio of them death with a chainsaw. Having sex. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it's disturbing. Well, yeah, and they like entered it in court and stuff, and it's just like he still holds so much sway over these people. Oh yeah, the- he is their god. Yeah. You know, well, guys like him and uh, what's his nuts that runs Scientology? Not Miscavige, Dave yeah. Miscavige. That yeah. nutter butter. Yeah, Fucking his wife hell. still missing. She's no <laughs> one knows. I mean, there's theories about where she is, but she's try and talking about coming, like hunting people down and bringing them back. They did that to her multiple times. And um, if you watch, like I've watched all of Leah Remini's stuff. I read her book Troublemaker, God which is wonderful, her, by yeah. the way. Um, but that her and amazing, yeah. yeah, it's so good. And then she also uh, did a lot on um, ex- the show Extreme Belief and just like the Nexium cult, which started as yeah, an MLM, so which is a cult anyway. Yeah. I just downloaded a book on Nexium. I'm very excited. It's about uh, it, it was written. <laughs> <laughs> it was written by the woman who helped put um, 
Keith Raniere in prison. It was like his right hand woman, um, not was, the actress, but someone else. Yeah, I was actually uh, shocked because I loved um, Allison Mac. Allison Mac uh, yep. in Smallville. I had no yep. idea she was getting into to this Nexium stuff at the time. And then, like, as soon as I found out all that stuff, I was like, Allison, no! And she was like, I second know. in command. Yeah. She had no idea. And so, um, like, I think last year she finally got sentenced. And I guess she was, like, in house arrest for for a long time. And I guess all she did is just contemplate. And she kind of, oh, wow, I really screwed up. And she wrote this long uh, letter that I got to read. And she's completely apologetic. And she's like, no, I did all this bad stuff. I deserve this this punishment. She's, like, handling it head on. Which I, mean, I think is is great but it's like at the same time it's like still you did some shit you know so like um, the did you see um the breakdown of how the logo that they brand you with is it's hers and keith ranieri's initials yeah yeah that's fuck it's so fucked it's so fucked she was basically she was basically um recruiting wow women and training them to be sex slaves for him. Yeah. And well, she got um the girl who played Lana. Yeah. She yeah. got her involved in it. Yeah, she she uh, tried she to. Tried she tried to. to get like a bunch of people into it. All the um, Smallville cast, she tried yeah. to get into it. And just knowing that that shit was going on behind closed doors. It's brain like yeah, and yeah. the same thing um like like a Leah Remini is talking about is like there are recruiters on sets she was told to br- she was tasked to bring Kevin James in and he mm. was like I love you Leah but no I'm not doing that he was also very he's religious anyway like you know mm. that's a whole nother cult but well, um, then- <laughs> but he's he's got his own faith base and he's so, like I'm not leaving that but like my favorite thing about Leah Remini was the day she realized how fucked up yeah. he was and it was like the day she was going to like ascend. Like she goes in to read the scrolls or whatever, and she's like, "This is so fucked up." And, and it like just it like like the light bulb went off. She's like, "Okay, wait. I've spent millions of dollars going through this training course over the years and and doing all this stuff. My whole career is based on giving money to them, and this bullshit." Mm-hmm. And then they come in and they were like, well, how do you feel? And she's like, uh, and they're like, read it again. <laughs> read it until you believe it. I'm not, I'm not gonna. And, and her mom's there and her mom's like fully into this. And she's like, so proud. And she's like, mom, this is fucked up. Yeah. This is bullshit. Yeah. Cause that was, she was a teenager at that point. Right. Like just coming, be, no, becoming. No, she had been in it for years. This was like. Because I'm trying like, to remember. This is just a couple of months before she left. Okay. Like her, her ascension was like just a couple of months before she left. Because after that epiphany, she was like, she took like a hardcore look at everything. And then she finally went, she, I guess she went to the elders and said, yep, I, this it- is, and they were like, look, if you, <laughs> if you leave. And, and by that time she knew, she knew yeah. what happened. She was friends with what's his name's wife. Like yep. they were yeah, close. And so when she yep. disappeared, she was Julie? like, I can't, like I can't ask about the whereabouts of my friend. Yep. 
yeah. totally blackballed. Because I remember her telling a story about her mother when her mother hit like the like super duper level. Oh yeah, and that her mom's reading it. And she, because she was, okay, so this is when she was younger, when Leah was younger. And she's like, so, do you learn anything new, Mom? Or she's like, so, what's she learning? She's like, not now, Leah. Because it, it meant nothing. And then her mom just, like, had to do those mental gymnastics to stay part of the, that faith. But, like, this coming from, like, L. Ron Hubbard quoted saying, if you want to make money, start a religion. He yeah. did it on a dare to make money and avoid taxes and to sell books. <laughs> yeah. He was yeah. He started it because he was trying to get out of paying taxes. Mm-hmm. And they were not tax exempt for a while and then they had to fight cuz they spent yep. so much money on lobbyists and politicians and paying people off to make sure they can maintain that tax exempt status. Now in Australia, they are not tax exempt. They can't practice Scientology. I believe they can't practice at all in uh, uh like it's it's been deemed like legally deemed a cult in Australia, I believe. And in Australia oh is telling us what the fuck is <laughs> up. But then um, Monat, uh, the MLM Monat just launched in Australia and, you know, but it's totally not a pyramid scheme because we have products, but people are jumping up in, uh, they jumped up from zero to three to, to zero to like level five or like pink, blueberry, diamond, whatever the fuck their levels are um, in an hour. But, blueberry <laughs> but don't worry it's product based we're not it's not a pyramid at all you have you you have to sell product to advance no you fucking don't you bitches so <laughs> mlms are bullshit <laughs> Sorry. they're Pink cults too diamond. name of the show right there i'm saying <laughs> but it's, a song ugh. Yeah, ugh, it's, I, I watched a documentary on the heaven's gate cult which oh, is the yeah. one they, they all, oh that was that dude is the antithesis like like you take Mr. Rogers sweet wonderful Mr. Rogers and you just mirror image him that's that cult leader he had that same like charisma. sweet soft charismatic voice and he was very like oh yeah and I like I get why people liked him I understand it but I'm just like it's one thing to <sighs> follow somebody because he makes some good points but when they convince you to castrate yourself before you commit suicide because your soul's going to catch a ride on the back of Haley's Comet, like, yep. none of that makes sense. And yet, fucking, was it 30-some-odd people did? Yeah. Was it Heaven's Gate was the Kool-Aid, right? They, well, they used yes. something along those lines. Yeah, much like Jonestown. Jonestown yeah. was the other Kool-Aid one. Yep. And then Jonestown also, when they people tried to escape during that, and they had guards that would shoot them. That's crazy. Yeah. And there's a movie coming out about it. Uh, uh, Just Gordon Levitt is going to play uh, Jim Jones. Ooh. Yeah, I've been I've been fascinated by cults uh, ever since uh, like I was a kid, and the Rajneesh, uh came into Oregon. Oh, that's mm-hmm. right. You guys um, had the uh, the oh, yeah. They were the they were all over the news no. and stuff. And at the time, I didn't understand it. But um, Netflix had a while back, and I think it might still be on there. But they had like this um, mini series that basically, from start to finish, the rise and fall of the Rajneesh, and uh, they actually got um, the 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 spokes lady. Uh, what's her name? 
they actually interviewed her. Like she's living in in Sweden, I think now, working as like a uh, uh, caregiver or something. Because some non extraditable country. Well, <laughs> well, yeah, but also she she ended up breaking away from like the head because he wasn't listening to her anymore, and she actually turned against him and gave our government a bunch of information. Hmm. Um, unfortunately, they no, they did catch him. That's one that I'm less familiar about. What was their like deal? So, um, so he was like an uh, from India, and he kind of it, it kind of started there. Um, and again, it's been a while since I saw that, so uh, I'm hazy on the details. But mm-hmm. um, he started coming under fire from the government of India, or something. Something was going on there. And he was like, "We got to get out of here." Uh, so he started sending people out all over the world trying to find a place that they could they could go to. And they, uh, a couple of his scouts uh, found this place in Oregon. So they they moved here because I guess the taxes were really good. Um, and they started moving people in and they started spreading the word and everything. And then they started lobbying to take over the town. Um they had they had this like uh compound and they wanted to like i think they wanted to incorporate the compound into its own town uh or something but there was like this big election that was coming up about it Bart-a-tow. and so they started they started biological warfare they were going into restaurants and putting like uh like Cyanide or oh my god! It it wasn't cyanide. It was it was just like stuff to make people sick so they couldn't go vote. Um, and they they crazy. They also started bussing in homeless people from San Francisco, so they would have more people to vote for this thing. And then, so they bust them all in. But then after the the election goes bad, they just kick them out of the compound. They don't even like give them bus tickets back, so they That's paid great. for them to come. No out, way to get back they, home. Yeah, um, and then uh, and, and all this time, like uh, this Sheila, Sheila was her name. Um, she's Sheila. like this, she was like the spokesperson. She was like the only person who got to talk to the the Rajneesh Param, and uh, then uh, apparently like this other woman kind of worked her way in, and, and Sheila started getting shoved aside, and she started getting really pissed because she had all the power because she was the only one who spoke to him and stuff. But at the same time, like he was into some shady stuff and the government started closing in. So he boards his private little plane to get out of there. And the FBI, uh, rerouted, made, made the plane reroute. So they caught him. Um, and then I think they extradited him or something like that. Cause he's back in India. Does the name, I just watched a documentary on this lady last night and I, it, the name sounded familiar just because of the time frame and like growing up and all this shit was all over television. Does the name Gwen Shamblin ring a bell to you guys? Gwen Shamblin. <laughs> yeah. She is a, a Tennessee, um, lives in like the Brentwood, like rich part of Tennessee and runs a church there, the remnant church. And uh, she's, it's a weight loss church. So it's like, uh, what's the program is called? Like the Way Down, the Way Down program, spelled W E A 
IGH, yeah. Harvest Blade Way. And uh, so the Way Down program. And this woman started as, you know, just as a pastor, and uh, um, which at the time, women couldn't even speak in churches, yet here's this woman who's then becoming, who's now a pastor. And uh, which, like, good for good for her women she could be able to do that stuff too but then she started getting really culty and uh she would kick people out who didn't lose weight um or lose enough weight or lose it fast enough and she had like these henchmen like look up a picture of Gwen shamblin s-h-a-m-b-l-i-n shamblin it's i mean you want to talk about a mega karen let's take a look here oh look my here. i sent oh ryan <laughs> She oh. is a Mega Karen. Oh my God! I'm waiting for Jim's reaction now. I uh, oh <laughs> wow wow that I mean hair. like like think of for the uh, listening audience either Google Gwen Shamblin or just picture like Kate from John and Kate plus eight but like way eight, bigger hair eight Conan like, hair yeah hair like just just like eight stacks high like like honestly like closer to t- taller the hair closer to god type thing but Tyler not like a Babel. beehive yeah <laughs> so but wow. she built her own church she like they have a recording studio um just it is so messed up, but there's a three-part series on Netflix. It was so good. I had like, I was like, oh my gosh, this is interesting. And uh, yeah, this lady just went off the deep end because when you get followers, when you start getting people believing in you, and churches all over the world would teach the Way Down program, and it's nothing special. All it is is moderation. Just eat when you're hungry and stop when you're full. Or stop when you're content, not when you're full. And she's like, people need to stop bowing down to the refrigerator and bow down to him. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So, um, yeah, it's it's messed. And uh, so, I'm so I get so excited when I talk he, about this stuff. He so, died for your sins, not for the trans fats. Yeah, <laughs> but like the better you look, the better the church looks, the better she looks, and the better you look, the better you can serve God by being skinny. And uh, it's just, and then that the abuse that the kids went through was actually really messed up. They did this interview with this one kid who was clearly very angry still, which rightfully so, considering the stuff they did to kids. And but he was like one of their friends, like a bunch of kids unalived themselves because of this church and the abuse that they went through that their parents had you know been told to go through a kid died and then the church spent so much money to get them out that's insane it's yeah that was a lot of information it's really funny because i recently heard a uh a commercial for a program called married in 12 months or or less oh my gosh and it's it's this this so-called relationship as expert uh she wrote a book oh i've heard of this uh-huh. uh uh and, and it's basically teaching women how to get married in in a year or less and i just feel like now that <laughs> pull close in the condom we all know that here's <laughs> Here is a new cult for for desperate single women who will 
you know, buy all of this woman's stuff in hopes of finding, you know, love. And it's like, you can't guarantee that. You can't, you know. <laughs> in a year or less, right? Like, yeah. it's not, you didn't order. So, and and that, that's from like, that's like zero to 60. So it's like, even if you don't have someone in your life, I'm going to get you married. That's dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. You can't get to know someone fully in a year. Well, all these cult leaders are obsessed with pairing well, people off. Like, look at the yeah. Moonies. They had massive wedding ceremonies where the dude would just point at two people and be like, oh, I've been called. You two are together. And it's just like, what? And then just hundreds of people paired off randomly. That, that's my mom. <laughs> well, the God says, God says, you know, well, you're well, like, I don't oh. care. that's my mom. That's yep. that's it. Listen, listen. Let's look at the upside here. The Lord decided that you didn't even need to change your last name. So, blessed be. Yeah. What was that one documentary about another pyramid scheme? Uh, It was like LuLaRoe. Yes, I was going to say that was so good. And it was like another Karen. Uh, It's a super Karen and like her husband or whatever. And they're They're Mormons. We don't know what you're talking about. And it's just like the world is crumbling behind them. Like everything's fine. Dude, seriously, that's exactly what it is. And there, a lot of people started leaving them because they started bringing the Mormon faith into the, the MLM. And um, people were like, the fuck you talking about because they want you to be in 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 any cult they want you to be reliant on them so you're supposed to quote retire your husbands meaning you make enough money where he doesn't have to work anymore and then you bring him into the business with you but you still have to do everything your husband says but you're running the business which you are not a business owner if you're in an mlm so shut the fuck up uh (laughs) you are a 1099 contractor you do not own a business anyway so but you know james uh real quick (laughs) the term retire your husband Uh does that sound terminal to you (laughs) just how it sounds in my ears (laughs) my wife has tried several times to retire me so She's hired a few people, too. (laughs) With extreme prejudice. (laughs) I am going to retire you by any means necessary, okay? (laughs) You you get cornered in a dark alleyway. Who who are you guys? We're retirement consultants. (laughs) Don't think of it as an assassination. Think of it as a forceful retirement. That just lasts a really long time. It's a permanent sort of. <laughs> You're being outplaced. <laughs> Look, even with a golden parachute, you got to hit the ground sometime. Am I right? Okay, here we are. Look, I'm going in another direction. <laughs> we'll keep your information <laughs> on file. Uh, we wish you well in all your future uh, fertilizations. <laughs> Oh, the Heaven's Gates guys here, they're going to castrate you, so. <laughs> oh, could he? Shink, shink, he's got the garden shears. Shink, shink. Now, oh, again, that's, think about that, though. You had to be sitting in a room with all your Heaven's Gate buddies, all in your, you know, breakdancer, you know, outfits. In your robes. Your, they had, like, matching, like, Adidas tracksuits. The tracksuits, yeah, you're right. Yeah. They're like a fucking the saddest breakdance crew. And, like, 
you're sitting there and like, okay, so morning meeting. Uh, first off, uh, happy birthday, Gladys, everyone. Hey, we'll sing the song later. Uh, first, some new news. I'm going to throw a word out there. I just want you to hear me out, okay? Administration. Now, um, based on our numbers, and you've got to be like, okay. Wait, 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 wait. Uh, uh, sir, um, I'm sorry. that You, you kind of broke up. Did you say castration? Yeah, I did. I got cut off. But still, well, I'm sorry. Yes, you had a question? So the most interesting part about how that worked out was that there were... it worked out. It did not. I would use those words, Sam. It did not work out. But the most interesting <laughs> part of that is uh, there were two guys who were, like, vying for the right-hand man position that were like, I'm more devout than you. And they both wanted to be the first one to be castrated. So they were like trying to race to the, to the finish line to be like me first, me first, me first. I'm more devoted than you. So the one guy, the the one guy, uh, Lost because he tripped over one of his testicles. <laughs> Let's just say, they hang too ah, low. Do they wobble I to and fro? And oh, they, yeah, I done it last night with my own hands. <laughs> I feel like they flipped a coin, and the guy didn't. The one guy that they focused on didn't get it, and the other guy, and then 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 he ended up at the hospital. You know, and then and then they decided we're not going to do that anymore. <laughs> they, they raced there until they got there. It's like, oh wait, you meant? Oh, yeah, no. No, you can have it. No, no, no. Yeah, no. I insist. You, you're yeah, the and they're like got this like. I don't remember if it was a nurse or just some someone in some medical field that did not have the practical knowledge to do this. They're like, oh, they're just going to read some books. It'll be fine. How hard is it? So uh, yeah, so that's how hard is it? Oh, so that did not work not out at very all well anymore. Nope. But the one guy who was lucky enough to not be chosen to do that um actually left the church nuts and did not and did not quote ascend with everyone else during (laughs) haley's comet um but he still is a believer he didn't feel that his faith was enough to transition with them but he wishes he would have and he's still like no i believe like we're i'll be with them again eventually and i'm like now I fully believe, but I'm just, I'm really attached to my testicles. Yeah. <laughs> just, if I'm in that situation and they're like, okay, we're going to do a coin flip. I'll be like, okay, call it in the air. And I would flip it over their heads and I would run for the goddamn door. Are you kidding me? You're devout. You're not devout unless you, what, what was the, what was the deal? You can't get there if you've got the danglies, like. No, they, no, they no stopped nuts. doing the castrations. They stopped yeah, doing what those because is, is is you ascend when when you get into heaven, you basically go on your back, but it's a really low clearance, so they didn't want anything stopping. Uh, okay, well, let's see. That makes sense. My, you know, they should just lead with that. And I've been like, all right. I love how I'm doing all the the motion. <laughs> <laughs> What's weird is I was thinking of that scene from Ice Pirates. <laughs> When they're on the conveyor belt and they have to be castrated. Yeah, the like chompers. <laughs> yeah. You remember? Oh, there's another one. There's another movie that kids, well, you, you would say there's a movie called Ice Pirates. And there's a scene where uh, guys are, I don't you know, think Samantha's seen it. Have you not seen Ice Pirates? Ooh, some Robert Urich, some prime Robert Urich. You probably have no idea who Robert Urich is. Space herpes, uh, man. Oh, yeah. Space herpes is in that. 
There's a lot the of The Ice really Pirates, weird... 1984. A lot of that cocaine just dripping off that script. Yeah, I guarantee you Ryan has seen this. On. There was a serious coke binge writing and producing that movie. I am unfamiliar. I've I've definitely seen the poster. I have seen the poster. So like I know oh, Okay, then we're going to end this right now so you can go watch <laughs> Ice Pirates and give us a full reporting next week. Was, I will watch Ice Pirates for you guys. You know, you, sh- you should because you should watch it honestly, for yourself. I'll take a break from my cults. All the cults that I'm in. I will take if, you saw, <laughs> if you saw the delight in your eyes when you started talking about, I don't know, was it the second or the third one? But you're just like, oh, any excuse I get. Oh, we're like, okay. Like street corners, like strangers, like you're cornering people at the bus station. Like, what do you mean any excuse you get? She's like street street preaching about cults every day. She's getting on elevators randomly. Is Who's that there? a penis? It could uh, be. There may, yeah, there's there's a lot of odd humor in that. So, <laughs> 70s again. It, and the thing is, you watch this movie and it, you realize... For the time, there was a lot of money that got dumped into this turn. Oh yeah, <laughs> like the special effects, and it was like a Star Warsy kind of aliens ish mashup with just you know. I don't it know, made it no just, sense, but it was just yeah. fun to watch. Oh my gosh, Ron Perlman was in this movie. Ron Perlman's in it. Um, oh god, what was the guy? The one dude. Who uh, he was this part side? He could take his head off, and so they put it on a robot's body. Oh, um, God. he's like a classic uh, comedy writer from like the Angelica 90s and... Houston was in this. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh this no, like a bar wench. Yo, no, no, she's one of the she's one of the renegades that's part of like uh, the ice the, the 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 prince of whatever the crap he is, whatever Robert Urich's character is. His gang of oh yeah, Bruce Valanche is in it. Bruce Valanche, thank you. That's his yeah. name. Uh, John Carradine. Yeah, he's hanging it's, out. It's oh, that was David Carradine. It's I will watch the Ice Pirates for you guys time. for next week. Thank you. Give you that's, a, all we ask. Yeah. That's, a, that's it. Just good. That's the initiation around, to our cult. <laughs> it's centered around the ridiculous premise in the future that water is scarce. So. Uh, and it's in space, so and space it's water. Got, yeah, and there's herpes from another All time over the Makes ship. Sense. Yeah, <laughs> no, if the ship the ship gets herpes. Yeah, there's yeah. no, they, yeah, the yeah, they, they, the they, they get it on board, and like, I just remember like the climax is them going through some sort of time warp. Don't say climax. Don't say climax. <laughs> don't say climax, please. After all, what we just talked about for the last hour. No, don't say climax. The ejaculation came. The ejaculation of the movie is the money shot. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it, just the. Tip. It's a strange ride, but it's it's kind of fun. <laughs> yes, it it looks like yeah. a wild time. So, so and I like was, good yeah. bad movies. Oh, it's it's been, it's a great yeah. bad movie. Uh, and then I like it already. <laughs> okay, guys, uh, let's call it for tonight. So Samantha can go watch it. Uh, <laughs> James, I'm going to call upon you to do the Patreon, please, because you are always the one to call upon us. 
and I know that in your heart of hearts, you know, you, you are, you are uh, a born salesman. And uh, I know that you will give this your all as you do everything else. So I will turn this, I will mute myself. Can and we we'll join turn our cult? this over to James. And yeah, so if you want to join a cult, I mean, if you want to turn it in that, you, you do you. Hey, everyone. Uh, James from Not Another Podcast here. Um, I am coming to you today on behalf of he who watches us. And I'm asking you to join us to make this world better by giving me money so I can grow and spread the word of he who watches us because he is always watching us. And if he's not watching us, he's watching you. And you know what he's watching you do right now? Listen to us. And he is very, very pleased with that. But you know what would make him even happier? If you gave us money so we could spread the glorious word of he who watches us. Because if not, we're going to have to castrate Jim. And I'm sorry, but it needs to be done. Um, and we're going to let Danny do it. Using the friction method, which we all know is a great way to cook a prime cut of, of beef, but not a great way to castrate someone. Okay, thanks so much, James. That's all we have time for. Uh, the views I was, of I was James just getting to the are not necessarily those of James Willig. I had to stop uh, watching the band because she was last. So castrate me? With the friction method. That's a horrible way to go. That is a horrible, horrible way. Just rub, rub down is, like a like a pencil sharpener. Look, he who watches spoke to me. He, he became he who speaks to me <laughs> to tell me that you need to be castrated. What? Unless they give money. Unless yeah, give money to us. Give us money. Yeah. No, no, no. Give money to me. Well, no, no. See, if, if you say it to no. you, he who has spoken like has spoken yeah, to no. me. Yeah, okay, we understand. Are you are you denying? Say, are you denying? I'm not he denying. Who watches? I am not a denier. I understand he watches. You know what I happens if you deny he who watches. That's right. I am blinded by the light, revved <laughs> up like a douche. Another rumor in the night. But um, if you say give money to me, then it sounds like a pyramid scheme. But if you say give money to us, it can't be a pyramid scheme because there's five of us up here. So it's more of a plateau. It's a money plateau. Plus, you can fit more money on top of that. Than but see, like, I can't know, give, a, a I, they can't give money to you because you all serve on behest of he who watches. It okay. is up to me to take the money and spread the word. Well, okay. Well, we're just saying, like, you know. Are, are, you, are you once again questioning the will it's of all he in who how watches? you pre it's all in how you present he who who walks or listens and, and behind the rows or whatever. It's all about how you bring you, you bring that across. If you make it sound like a pyramid scheme or, or uh, an MLM, then you're gonna turn a lot of people off. But if you make it sound inviting and fun, almost like you know, uh, well, you know, Jim free climbing, when, when he who watches flies. When he who watches speaks to you, you can give the message as he deems it. So he'll be watching and speaking. And I'll be he listening. Might, he might speak to you. Okay. But if he I'm spoke hearing. to me, and this is what he said. 
that Jim must be castrated. Ting tang, walla walla, bing bang. Ting tang, walla walla, bing bang. Join a cult. Join a cult. See, that's what, you know, I think there. if there were more musicals, mm-hmm. more people would join cults because, you know, there's dancing and singing. Yeah, I was raised Catholic. I already did the whole cult thing. So, yeah, you it's did. True. It's yeah. true. And now you're part of this cult. So, well, this one's nicer, you know. It's once a week, but we don't, and for we don't an hour, make you wear but I don't suits. have to kneel or stand. Yeah. Yeah, no tracksuits, no kneeling, no yeah, murdering. You don't have, have to ask me to get castrated because, you know, I haven't had balls in years. So, <laughs> yeah, you'd have, you'd have to, like, sublet that back out. I don't even know where they are or where they ended up. Someone's got them. Or maybe one's got one and somebody else has got another. I'm not sure how. They are. We made earrings on on eBay every once in a while. Yeah. Sold them at a flea market. Yeah. So you can hear me coming. (laughs) Bye, guys. We'll see you next week. Was that the line? That was the line. That was the line. My my testicle earrings were the line. Fuck me. Thank you for listening to Not Another Podcast. There are so many places for you to find us outside of www.notanotherpodcast.com. For instance, you can find us on Facebook at Not Another Podcast. You can also find us on Tumblr at www.notanotherpodcast.tumblr.com. You can also find me, Samantha Stark, on Twitter at Samantha Stark 3 And you can find James on Twitter as well under James Spooky, spelled with an I-E, not a Y. And you wanted it, you asked for it, you got it. You can also find us now on iTunes under, you guessed it, Not Another Podcast. We'll talk to you soon. Peace out, Not Another Podcasters.